welcome to this episode of the Cycling Industry News Podcast, brought to you in association with Zyro Fisher. Uh, today we're with Daryl and John from Kryptonite. Thank you very much for joining me, guys. Uh, glad to be here. So, <laughs> so let's start from the beginning then. Can you give a, a brief background of the brand, some of the history, and maybe some of the milestones that you guys have hit over the years? Absolutely. And so my name is Daryl Slater. I'm the brand manager for Kryptonite. Uh, driving brand strategy globally for the for the kryptonite business uh, some some highlights that I'd like to focus on uh, in terms of really kryptonite's history 1971 was uh, the creation of the first ULOC and with that we created the bicycle security category prior to that it really didn't exist um, really from a security perspective in the US and in the UK if you wanted to secure a bike you went to a DIY hardware store and bought um, a length of chain that someone cut for you right in front of you, and then you use that with a basic padlock. Um, and so obviously that wasn't the best solution. So over time, there was this need that developed in the market for proper bike security. Um, in 1972, uh, Kryptonite was founded uh, by a gentleman uh, by the name of Michael Zane. And he, it's a really, it's a really interesting story. He was uh, an entrepreneur who, you know, his uh, vision was to get in the back of a VW van and drive across the country and really spread the news of this, this new bike lock concept that he had created. And so um, he would visit uh, bike shops, universities, and uh, police departments, showing them the new, uh, the new U-Lock and the design and really kind of gaining a lot of uh, interest and energy around the Kryptonite brand and this new bike lock. Um, so then in 1983, kind of fast forward, the K4 um, was brought to market and that was the first concept of what is today the modern U-lock with the round tube steel, the U-shape um, with the round tube steel and that <coughs> K4 um, was, uh, was accepted into the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. So you can still see it there today um, and it's really what kind of created um, a lot of our competition <laughs> that we see today. Um, fast forward to, uh, I'll move ahead to 2013. Um, in 2013, uh, we had been Ingersoll ran for some years after being acquired in 2001. And in 2013, um, we were spun off into a, a public standalone company, Allegion. And since then, we've grown in Europe. We've acquired uh, two additional brands, a Dutch brand, AXA, uh, and a German brand, Trelock. So we now have three brands under what we call Global Portable Security. Um, so we've continued to grow uh, as we've seen potential uh, opportunities in Europe. And um, most recently, I would say, of interest in 2017, we entered into lights. So now we're both locks and lights, providing uh, customers with security and safety, which it's really cool to be able to do that. One of the things that's exciting about being in the safety space is one of the reasons why people say they won't get into cycling is because they're fearful. Um, of drivers, and I know in the U.S. we have a pretty strong, a strong car culture, and so lights give us the opportunity to let people feel safer, so that they will consider riding a bike instead of using a car. So those are really some of the keys from a historical perspective. And um, you've just introduced the new Evolution Ground Anchor Fix Locking Point. Um, who is this aimed at, and uh, what what can users expect from it? So the new Evolution Ground Anchor came out of requests from our our dealers and our customers to have a smaller size um, fixed locking point where people could always lock their bikes to. And so what's interesting about this product is 
if you think of areas like we were joking about areas where people think of as kind of nice suburbs there's not a lot of theft you can ride your bike to uh to a local uh, restaurant or shop and not be fearful of theft those folks that live in nice areas can be potential targets of theft just by securing bikes in the garage or not securing bikes in the garage so i i will tell retailers often you know customers that don't think they need security do they ever go on holiday and most of their customers go on holiday and they leave bikes um, unsecured in a garage for weeks so the anchor allows you to have a fixed point and really think about home security so that's one of the topics that we've been um, trying to message as much as we can with both our dealers and our consumers is this idea of home security everybody needs to think about you know if you leave three downhill mountain bikes in a garage and the value of that is you know 10 twelve thousand pounds um, you are easily a, a target for theft if someone can get in your garage when you're away. And so this anchor gives us that fixed point. Um, and then we've also now uh, introduced a mounting kit that you can buy separately to go with the anchor. So if you are someone who does camping, goes to any uh, cycling events on the weekend, uh, you know, mountain bike festivals, you have a fixed point in the back of a truck or a trailer where you could, with the anchor and the kit, secure multiple bikes with a chain to that anchor. So it's really... It's one of the things we need to, to continue to talk about is situational security because a lot of folks, if they haven't been victims of theft, don't think about these scenarios. And home security, on-the-go security, that's something where we can put it into context. Uh, you suddenly see a light bulb go off on, on someone's face and say, oh, yeah, I live at home, I travel. Um, I could certainly use that. I have very expensive bikes. Um, so we need to continue to do a good job of kind of situation, putting it into a situation um, from a security perspective. And we're at Ice Bike right now. Um, are there any other products that you're pushing at the show or have you got anything in the pipeline for 2020? We do. So at Ice Bike uh, this year, we are launching, in addition to the Anchor, we're launching <coughs> a new line of uh, CryptoFlex cables, both key and combo. And so for us, um, it's an area that's still important, uh, although we're known for our high and ultimate security and our D-locks and our chains. Um, cables are an area that we still have a lot of customers that buy cables as secondary or deterrent security. And so we've redesigned our key and combos um, from 8 millimeters to 15 millimeters. Um, for our combo cables, we have a new reset design. And so it's just, it's really, from a brand that really focuses on um, high, high security, this is a chance for us to focus on ease of use, flexibility, and just convenience. We've, we've worked really hard to make these new cables really easy um, with kind of snap click audible confirmation that the lock is locked um, and just provide something that's good for for cables people can always have an extra cable when they're um, putting car uh, bikes on the car rack um, and in transit so we have the new cables uh, we have a new lightweight um, chain it's five millimeters um, in thickness also a good alternative to a cable because um, we're always promoting uh, hardened steel products it takes more time to defeat so we have a new uh, five millimeter chain we have the cables um, and then, quite honestly, one of the things we've spent a lot of time as a brand over the last year is updating our packaging. Um, fresh new designs, uh, new structure, stuff that's easier for retailers to be able to uh, merchandise, fitting more products on shelves and on pegs. And so we have new uh, packaging for the cables that I mentioned, for our folding locks, as well as for our chains and our lights. Um, so we've certainly been busy there in terms of updating packaging. So this sort of versatility that, that you described throughout the range and, and also trying to get people on bikes more with the lights and that whole safety aspect, is this what you think distinguishes Kryptonite in the security market? 
I do. It's very important to us. Um, you know, when I think of when folks ask the question of um, why kryptonite and what makes us different from the competition, first and foremost, I'd say, you know, for a long period of time, we've been the market leader. Um, we're synonymous with um, D-locks in, in the UK, U-locks in the US. I mean, we've really certainly grown our share in the world of chain security. Um, so, and with that comes the responsibility of really being the, the trusted advisor and the expert in the category. So when you talk about <coughs> making um, kind of consultative selling and being able to advise not only dealers, but really advocacy groups, uh, law enforcement, um, all the different folks that come to us with questions about proper security, trends, what's happening in the industry from a theft perspective. I'll tell you most recently in the States, you've seen a lot of, uh, of our own retailers being targets of theft. So actual thieves breaking into shops and stealing bikes and stealing some really high price point bikes. So we've even had to consult there where that's not really from a kryptonite perspective, it is from a corporate perspective because we're known for residential and commercial security. Um, so we can advise there, but even just in terms of our own products, using them in store to secure their own inventory so that they're not having bikes stolen um, is a place where people have been coming to us a lot lately. So we, we have that responsibility and I think we, you know, we, we carry that well in terms of being able to be the, the trusted advisor. Um, another thing that really separates us is a topic uh, known as Gimroy and uh, gross margin return on investment. So you'll hear a lot of uh, retailers talk about margin and, and the importance of margin or um, just total sales. What product do I sell the most of? And we have to remind them that they can't look at these uh, terms I in isolation, that you want to look at the whole picture. So yes, you want to sell a lot of products. Yes, you want to have the best margin, but you need to look at uh, accessory categories and accessory brands that really turn and sell through. And so historically, we've consistently been the leader in the category in terms of turning and selling and not sitting on a shelf and, and kind of collecting dust. So I think that's important when someone, particularly in the UK market, our strongest uh, D-lock market globally, um, the retailers walking through here will give the feedback. I generally don't put a D-lock on my shelf and it sits for very long. It, it, it sells and it turns. And then lastly, um, we are, are really well known for our aftermarket services. So um, lifetime warranty, um, key safe replacement. So we give uh, additional keys, two free keys uh, to all of our customers throughout the life of them owning a key. Um, and then we have a, a service um, known as anti-theft protection. So if someone buys a lock, depending on the value of the lock and the security rating, we will give them up to a certain amount of money towards a new bike if their bike is stolen. Um, and it's a much talked about program. It's very popular in Europe. Uh, retailers use it to be able to um, to really communicate the value of a premium brand to their customers. And I'd say it's one of the key things that if I put two locks next to each other and, and I, I say these are equal in value or in, in strength and in specs, which is always debatable when you're talking about a competitor's product, um, we usually talk about our, our sales, uh, aftermarket sales, and, and our support and our services um, as a key reason why people uh, uh, really value the kryptonite experience. And um, the brand has recently expanded its title sponsorship of um, Cabda to include the new show Cabda West. Is this an important show for you guys? And do you think it goes some way to filling the gap left by Interbike? I do. So it is an important show. I was just at Cabda last week in Chicago, uh, Cabda Midwest. And so um, many were sad to see Interbike go because it was that one national show that was drawing not only uh, nationally, but it was drawing internationally. Um, 
but with that leaving, um, really Cabda from a dealer perspective and then Sea Otter um, from a consumer dealer media perspective are really the big games in town, if you will, in terms of US-based events. Um, I like Cabda's regional approach in that the whole philosophy with regional shows, and you're seeing it elsewhere, um, the whole philosophy with a regional show is that dealers, um, similar to Ice Bike, dealers can come for a day or two. Um, the, the shows are generally within uh, a couple hours drive. I think Cabda's philosophy is to make their shows be in locations where they can draw the most dealers within a 400 mile radius. And they don't have to close the shop for a week. Um, they're not spending a fortune uh, with hotels and with meals. So it's, it's uh, less expensive, it's less time consuming, yet they get to see the brands they're interested in, the brands they want to purchase, and also network with colleagues. So I do, I like the philosophy. Um, they've actually extended, we were at Cabda West in San Diego. Um, there was Cabda Midwest, and now they've also added a Cabda East, which is going to be in the New Jersey area. So they'll draw from dealers throughout uh, New York, New Jersey, and the East Coast. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, we support it. Um, and understand it, um, but it's certainly changed. It's not like what Eurobike is um, in Europe, but I think it works in terms of kind of where the industry's at. And how is the U.S. market for Kryptonite generally? The U.S. market is doing well. Um, well, well, Kryptonite's doing well <laughs> in the U.S. market. So we had a good 2019. It was a good year for us. We outperformed the market. Um, overall, uh, lock sales from a unit perspective were down, um, but our sales were up. And so that was, uh, that was good to see. Um, I will say one of the big things that was exciting in 2019 for us was um, really moving uh, people up the security ladder, if you will, particularly in the world of uh, U-locks in the U.S. And so with the average selling price of a bike um, increasing, and a lot of that's off the back of e-bikes. So in the U.S., the largest category growth that we're seeing in bikes is e-bikes. And so with that, you're talking about average selling prices of anywhere from $1,500 to $2,500. And so from a retailer perspective, selling higher price point security hasn't really been a challenge. And so we've seen that in our sales. Um, and so that's exciting. A more focus on higher security. We always tell retailers that if they sell a bike, they should, they should advise that a customer is willing to spend 10% of the value of a bike on security. So someone buying a $2,000 bike generally isn't going to spend 200 on a lock, but they, they will not have a problem buying you know higher ultimate security from us, so our Evolution family or our New York family, which is good. Um, and we've seen uh, the same activity in the UK market as well. Um, we, we had a great year uh, with Madison, and we've continued to be um, really the brand of choice from a, from a security perspective, being recognized as that premium brand most notably in D-locks, but also in the world of chain security. And now we've added folding locks and lights. And so the UK market for us um, w w was a great year, and not with, not necessarily with e-bike growth, because I know the e-bike market isn't, uh, isn't the most mature in the UK, but seeing uh, the increase in theft in the UK, we've seen the average selling price of a lock increase as people really, all of the work we do with education and outreach, you start to see people recognizing before they make a mistake and choose the wrong lock that they should purchase a higher security product and we've really seen that as people have bought at our you know from a security rating perspective we go one to ten and our u-locks go five to ten and so we've seen people buying our sevens our eights our evolution family and even our new york family which is great to see and, and the stories we've heard 
just in one day at Ice Bike from our, our dealers in London in terms of theft and how rampant it is. I mean, it's mind-boggling sometimes when you see certain parts yeah. of uh, East London and, and the theft that occurs just in a given week. It's, it's, uh, it's helpful feedback for us, and it confirms that our products obviously needed. And um, you obviously produce video demonstrations and, and explanations advising your customers how and when to use your products and how to prevent and deter theft as best as they can. Um, how important is this education aspect to the brand? So if it's okay, I have my colleague, uh, John Maisie here, yeah. who's our European marketing manager. So because he does so much work um, and does a great job with the videos and with our kind of marketing outreach, I'm going to let him introduce himself and then kind of answer yeah, this sure. question. Take it away. John. Thank you, Daryl. Yeah, so uh, yeah, my name's John Maisie. I'm the uh, uh, marketing manager for, for the Kryptonite brand across Europe. Uh, obviously work very closely with uh, Madison in the UK. Um, but yeah, just to uh, yeah, kind of answer your question there, um, as my colleague Daryl said earlier, um, you know, we pride ourselves uh, very much on being trusted advisors when it does come to security. And our whole ethos is theft prevention. So we share be best practices as much as we can. And these digital platforms allow us to create content um, and educate uh, and consumers and dealers have easy access um, to this information. So whether that's how to choose a correct lock for your needs, um, how to use the product properly, um, you know, we, we make sure that we, we push this content through social, uh, on, on YouTube, through various forms of, of collateral, whether that's um, in store um, or, or, or promoted online. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, I'd say, extremely important to the brand. Um, and. You know, the aim is to simplify uh, the confusion of the security category uh, that consumers face. So if we can help them um, make an informed decision, that is good for them. And it's also good for the dealers because it, it helps them out as well. And um, like you were saying, Daryl, bike theft is increasing in the UK year on year. Um, so what advice would you give to, to people, not only those who end up using the products, but also dealers, like you said, who, who are affected? Um, what advice can you give to them to protect themselves from theft and, and to deter thieves from, from attempting? So yeah, it's kind of a lot of what we say often. It just feels like it <coughs> it will really resonate here in the UK, particularly in London. It's not, you know, we, we, we message in certain markets and it's necessary, but it's not like to many folks, they don't feel like it's as, it's as immediate. Whereas I think our, our London-based consumers They've seen plenty of examples of theft, so they don't question a lot of this advice. But it really starts with being very aware of where you're locking and how long you're leaving the bike. So that ties into, as I said, situational security and understanding the right level of security you need. So there's a difference between living in um, St. Albans and living in East London in terms of the decisions you're going to make about security. So with that awareness generally comes an informed decision about am I using a D-lock Am I using a chain? And within those categories, there's security levels of how much security you need, which is why we have our rating system. So it's, it's creating that awareness, understanding if you have the right lock. Then, really what we've seen um, that started in London and spread to the U.S., because a lot of the good um, <laughs> theft trends tend to, we <laughs> inherit them from, uh, uh, from the London market, <laughs> using two locks. I mean, this was something years ago that many folks did. It, there were very few customers that would say they used two locks. And you'd see it in London, and now suddenly, if I'm in New York City, 
it's common. People will, they'll say, you use one New York lock. You can't get away with one New York lock. They're going to take all your components. So I would say a lot of that originated in the London market. So whether it's, ideally, it's a U-lock and a chain or a U-lock and another form of security. Now, two, two, two D-locks is fine. It's appropriate. It's a lot of security. But what you find when you use two different types of security devices, like a, a, a small chain and a, a D-lock, is the thief needs two different tools to attack those. And most thieves, because it's a crime of opportunity, don't carry two different types of uh, tools. And so two locks are always better than one is really the theme. So I would say consider that. So when you're in a high-risk area, one lock's probably not enough. You need two. And I've talked to uh, dealers here that have customers that use four, five, and six. I mean, wow. if they need yeah. to, if they're in a really high-risk area. Um, another thing to remind people is always lock according to value. So when you're looking at a bike, you're locking according to value. The, the most values in the frame itself and then the rear wheel because the componentry and then the front wheel so when making decisions and you have security you, and you do i lock the front wheel if i if i can't reach do, do what do, do i lock the rear wheel it should be clear to a cyclist to go according to value and so with that we're always recommending if you did a kind of a basic lockup you're locking with a with a d-lock you're locking the frame and the rear wheel at a minimum and then you try to capture the front wheel to the frame to immobilize that with another security device. Um, another thing we tell folks is try to not lock like in a dark alley, lock somewhere that's well lit where there's foot traffic where people could see the bike. Um, doesn't mean that someone won't try to steal a bike in broad daylight in a large city because we see it happen. You see videos, um, unfortunately, that surface of that. But in general, if you're making a good decision and locking in a well lit area, um, you're better off. And then watching your routines. So if you um, ride your, bi uh, your bike to a train station and lock in the same spot every day and you have a thief that kind of cases that area, they're going to look for the same bikes and they're going to look for patterns. Um, and so mixing up your routine is something we generally recommend so you're not able to be um, you know, spotted by a thief who visits that train station on a regular basis. So um, those are really some of the key things and just really general awareness. Back to um, situational security, like I said, just being aware is important. Well, thank you so much for joining me, both of you. It's been really great chatting to you. Excellent. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you very much indeed.